What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of True Knowles Talk. It's finally here. Week zero. Knowles will be back on in action this Saturday against Duquesne. But uh, really, I mean, I want to start the show off with me, Hunter, and them. There's actually a team that starts off this Thursday. Again, they started playing this past week, uh, had a 0-0 tie. Then I want to say they beat Georgia, didn't they? The, so the yeah. uh, soccer girls. Sure enough, did. And I believe they got Auburn tomorrow night in Tallahassee. So just give a shout out to them. I mean, True Knowles talks about every sport, not just football. So, I mean, guys, I mean, how, how was y'all's week? You know, we took kind of a, a week off. Really nothing much to talk about last week. Pushed it to this week. So, uh, how was y'all's week? Go ahead, Chip. Chipper? Yeah, all week's good. Just in the gym and just uh, anticipation of uh, – Sunol football, of course, the people that have checked out the site, caught work done uh, a couple weekends ago, got them to, you know, talk football with them, got them to sign a few things, and really cool guy. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good week in general, you know. Uh, for me personally, you know, it's just, you, just, you know, relaxing, hanging out, and, uh, you know, just keeping up on all things Florida State. Um, you know, really excited about the upcoming football season. You know, the anticipation is really growing. But also, not just that, you know, like you said a minute ago, our soccer girls are kind of picking up right where they left off. You know, they have a tie, and then they come back and win the next one. They're coming back home under the lights, you know, new uh, new scoreboard up, things like that. So that'll be nice to see. And then also, um, you know, with baseball, they had their, their first day, I believe it was today or yesterday, with uh, with Coach Jarrett. So it's kind of nice to see all the things that are meshing around the university. And really, you know, like this show's about looking forward to, to week zero, our first game. So, yeah, I mean, we all know, you know, week zero is coming, but really, I mean, you know, Coach Norvell today, we kind of hit on the depth chart, you know, right now. Um, with Coach Norvell coming out today at practice, you know, giving some injury updates on a handful of players, you know, Seminoles, they finished up the preparation uh, for Saturday against Duquesne, you know, but he started out announcing that uh, linebacker Stephen Dix be out for the season with an undisclosed injury. I mean, anybody that's ever played football kind of sees the writing on the wall and what injury that probably was. Probably the same one that Caden Lyles has. Um, then he also came and uh, mentioned that, what was it, uh, Ja'Kai Douglas will be out for at least this week and maybe possibly next week. You know, on top of uh, Maurice Smith, who was who's out, you know, and really that's kind of, you know, what I want to focus on, you know, is kind of what position group after we, you know, we all looked at the at the depth chart and we'll start with uh, with Hunter, you know, what position group kind of still throws that red flag right now? For me, it's definitely the offensive line. Um, it's not, you know, there, there's an army of offensive linemen players, but you look in the short span of just a little bit over a week, you know, we have one who's out for the season. And then the, the second string center, you know, he's out at least this game. So, we're you know, we're down to our third string, which he has experience at center, so it's not a bad thing. But you just kind of got to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, at that position, um, we're kind of running low on players. You know, as much as I want to see Ja'Kai play this upcoming game, there's a whole lot of weapons at wide receiver. So, I think we're okay there. And then linebacker is what, you know, linebacker course, well, we should be fine there, but just keep your eye on the offensive line. That's been the, uh, it's been our Achilles heel the past few seasons. And I really hope that it doesn't 
continue to trend that way, I hope that, you know, everyone stays healthy and we're able to grow and be where we need to be at. So. Chip, what about you? What I mean, just looking yeah. around the depth chart, what, what still throws a red flag up? Um, the offensive line, you know, especially being down to our third string center. Um, but like we've said in, um, in shows before, we the depth this year that we have is not what we've had in years past, and that's a good thing. Um, I honestly, I look, I look for you know, as far as the receivers, I look for you know Jay Wilson to step up. I look for um, Deuce to step up. I mean, this is a chance for them to get you know with, with CJ being out. As far as our running backs, that we still got four really good running backs. That was one spot on the offense we were extremely yeah. deep. Uh, this this game right here, if Florida State plays to the way Florida State is capable, and not play to their to their their their, their opponent, you know this should be a key game for Rodemaker and Duffy to get some key reps and get some game experience in. As far as our defense, man, our defense our defense this year is loaded. And, I mean, as far as our defensive ends can rotate, you know, Jared Verse and them can rotate in and out, get fresh guys in there, and keep bringing the heat to this Duquesne-Dukes football team. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll have to say, you know, the one that throws a red flag up for me, it still is the offensive line, you know, because – like you mentioned, third string center. They've been trying some other people out uh, at practices and all that. And But still that first game is where everybody gets that, you know, that mesh, that that feel of the action together. You know, practice is one thing, game's another thing. But really a position group on the offensive line that surprised me is left tackle. If you look mm-hmm. at the depth chart, chart you know, of course, you got returning starter Robert Scott. He's going to be there. He's going to be holding it down. But you look at the about right behind him is true freshman Julian Armella, and Julian mm-hmm. Armella didn't show up till after May, and he's already in the two deep. That right there tells me that boy is legit. That boy mm-hmm. is a dog in the trenches, and that's what I I'm very excited because, I mean, look at recruiting aspect. I mean, you got. Big Rod, Roderick Kearney coming in, you know, and just, you know, Lucas Simmons. And then you got um, Early that's here. You know, that's building that core. And for Julian Armella to be in the two deep first game, that speaks volumes, you know, about what he's done in the offseason in the summer. But, I mean, like y'all said, you know, the center thing, yeah, I see that. But another position group that I just – I want to step up is the wide receivers. Um, Micah Pittman really, you know, is just, you know, he's a clear-cut starter in my eyes. But then besides Johnny Wilson, who all the other podcasts, you know, we listen to and all the things we see report coming out, says he's going to be a playmaker. He's going to be a beast. You know, some of them even compare him to the next Kelvin Benjamin. I'm not going to go that far. But, um, you know, that's still a young crew because if you actually look at the depth chart, we only got what Hunter. I mean, what did me and you say earlier today? I think it's like one true or redshirt senior on the starting depth chart. 
Yeah, there's there's a couple, you know, redshirt seniors who have made the cut, so to speak, you know, the top three, really. But I think, like you said, we only have one true um, senior who's starting this year. So, like you said, we're, we're still very young. Yeah. I mean, on I mean, Pokey Wilson's the, the one. He's a redshirt senior. This is it for him. But think about it. I mean, yeah, you're going to have, you know, Jamie Robinson, if he, if he shows out this year, he's gone. You know, Robert Cooper, he'll more than likely be gone after this year if he shows out. Fabian Lovett. But to return majority of this group back, you know, what if they what if none of them leaves and just Pokey leaves? Think about next year. I mean, how dangerous would this be next year? Extremely. It's gonna be dangerous yeah. this year. It's gonna, oh, yeah, it's gonna be dangerous. Uh Chip. I mean, you you played quarterback and all that. How 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 I mean, what did it affect if you knew your starting center who you've had that connection, that bond with, y'all knew each other, kind of like a Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning type relationship. How did it affect you in a game or even in practice, really leading up to the game, if that starting guy wasn't there with you? Well, I mean you're looking at somebody that you're taking away somebody that you're constantly taking snaps from and you know not every center hikes the ball the same as the other one um so hopefully jay trav and the quarterbacks have gotten together with the guys that, i mean you know the third street center who's now our starting center and whoever norvell was trying to plug in until we can get some bodies back, you know, hopefully the quarterbacks are taking time with him and, you know, getting it, getting everything down because you can have a, you know, it's, if you're used to taking snaps from one guy and then he goes out and you have somebody all new coming in, like it, it can throw you off. Yeah. I mean, I just I was looking at the depth chart just now and something just shot to my eye. Defensive end has Derek McClendon or Jared Verse. Mm-hmm. You know, that right there, I'm not saying that's gonna be a, a beast right there, them two right there, because wasn't it McClendon earlier in this year saying that he was gonna be one of the best defensive ends in the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, that, that and I believe he will, yeah. But, yeah, um, you couple that. You, let's you couple move on that with how. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, you couple that with how Jared versus sure. in practice. You know, he's very vocal to the other coaches and other players. You know, there's one video of him floating around telling Coach Atkins, "I'm gonna be in the backfield more than your quarterback." So the battle there for that position is going to be something special, which you know, in my eyes, will show that you're going to get the the true level of talent out of both of these players because they both want it. It's just going to be not really a battle of who wants it more, but it's. It's going to be a battle of I can do it better than you. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, all season long how that battle progresses and how each one of them plays a little bit differently. Yeah. Which, I mean, I got – I'm going to throw something out there, you know, and I didn't email this to y'all or let, you know. Y'all take take the 2013 National Championship team. And, yeah, Jameis Winston was a beast on it. But you put Jordan Travis's legs – and playmaking ability in that backfield along with it. We're going to start with, I mean, Chip, that year, I mean, we was averaging 50-something points a game. 
I mean, there wouldn't have been no competition. I mean, what? I mean, if you put Jordan Travis with that group, I mean, what would that season have been? Oh, I mean, you'd have had an unstoppable passing game and rushing game. You look, I mean, that group you had, you had Freeman, you had uh, Carlos, you had, I mean, look at the weapons. You had it. I mean, I mean, Hunter, I mean, they broke records and were still one of the best top teams ever in college football history. But, I mean, you know, Jameis was limited, but think about that team and compare it to this one. And I'm not saying this team is 2013. So before anybody that listens to the podcast or was watching starts going, you know, Jeff, you don't know what you're talking about. There's a lot of similarities from that 2012 team to this 2022 team. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you know, yeah, we got a returning quarterback 12, you know, we had EJ Manuel, but we, you know, come in and we had uh, Jameis the next year. Mm-hmm. But the weapons around the quarterback, in my eyes, are just as talented if they play to their potential as the 13 team. And you take, I mean, just like Kelvin Benjamin, you Johnny Wilson is six foot seven. You know, that's a big target. And like I, I seen a, a clip today, and then I read some stuff and heard some stuff, you know. They said, you know, it's not fair for the defensive backs like Azari Thomas when J-Trav can throw the ball 10 feet in the air and Johnny Wilson, I mean, it's just a quick grab for him. But, uh, but carrying on from that, I mean, we're going to go straight into, you know, it's week zero. I mean, I mean, how excited – Hunter, I mean, how excited are you to be, you know, for this weekend to be here? Man, I tell you, I can't wait. Um, you know, of course, got my tickets, got my parking pass, and I can't wait to just be outside of those tickets waiting to get in, you know, to get in there just to see the uh, the renovations sort of done to, to Doak as far as the painting and um, things like that. And just to finally say, hey, we're back in Doak, it's time. You know, see them boys come on the field, Osceola Renegators. There's so many things I'm excited for. You know, I just – it's been the longest work week I've had in a long time, and it's only Wednesday, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, Chip, I mean, what are you looking forward to Saturday walking into Doak? I mean, what, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to feeling the energy from a crowd. You know, this, is, this has been 300 uh, – it feels like 365 days waiting on. Uh, yeah. We ended we ended last year on a high note out of Doke when we, you know, with the Miami win. And I kind of, I really want to feel that same energy that I felt that night. And uh, it's just, you know, the tradition, man. When you have, when you have Renegade come out there and Osceola and you have Osceola Throw the uh, throw the slam that spear into the ground, declaring war. There's nothing like it to hear the crowd and see the crowd doing the doing the chop. It's just like man, it makes it. I got the hair standing up on my arms right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm kind of interested I'm in just, too I'm is just, just looking... go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead, Hunter. I'll say it after. Yeah. Yeah, so another thing I'm kind of interested in too is, uh, you know, obviously we'll be there for the game, but the the pregame show 
And uh, the post-game show, too, listening to it on the air, hearing our new announcer, Jeff Colhane, you know, take the reins officially and, you know, see what he has to offer to, to you know, our experience. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a change. I think it's going to be a great change. I've seen some videos of him talking to players, and it seems like he's he's there, he's ready, he has energy. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I don't know if y'all read it, but I think I read it talking about, you know, he'd be still doing the news broadcast, but I want to say ACC Network's trying to work with Learfield. And it's just speculation. I've seen it somewhere, but I'm not sure where. Talking about like the announcers that work for Learfield will be doing the ACC games also. So I mean, we could possibly hear him. You know, if you record the game this Saturday on TV. But the main thing I'm looking forward to is the family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, is us all being back together inside dope, inside you know, quote unquote, you know, kind of like the, the warm little security blanket that we got inside the bricks. And just, you know, seeing what, what's coming, seeing what's about to happen. I mean, I've got a, yeah. a great feeling about it. I really do. And I think that this season is going to be one that changes a lot of things. And, you know, here's kind of a uh, kind of a sobering stat. Florida State hasn't won a season opener since 2016. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. In that span, we've had losses to Alabama, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Boise State. I mean, you know, but honestly, like I said, this year looks like the year that we finally at least kicked that, you know, off our back, you know, with Duquesne. And it all starts Thursday or Saturday. It all starts Saturday in Tallahassee, you know, and there's no really need to remind anybody about the last time an FCS opponent came to town but the dukes you know they're they're not going to be a pushover you know i think what was it chip i think we said that they beat what was it last year ohio mm-hmm. last year which was fbs school yeah stopped the two point you know, by the end beat them uh 28 26 yeah yeah so i mean they can come in and shock the world just like i know famu's going to shock the world against unc but uh really i mean we're just going to look at them and, you know, this Duquesne game really in my eyes, you know, it sets up just with one word and that's foundation because hopefully, you know, we can set the foundation that allows this team, you know, to get in rhythm and get some momentum and build that and confidence going into, you know, the big game the next week, mm-hmm. which I know, you know, Hunter, you'll be at. Yep. But let's kind of dive into it. You know, Duquesne, you know, they ain't exactly, you know, like I said, a pushover. You know, last season they were seven and three. You know, they they finished first or second in the uh, in I won't say the NEC, the Northeast Conference. I think it is eight times since joining in two thousand eight. Yeah. So I mean, eight years since two thousand eight. That's pretty good odds. You know, they posted more overall wins, which I believe is seventy six, and conference victories, which I believe forty eight, than any other NEC team since the beginning of two thousand eleven. Now, last year they did play TCU in a, in a kickoff at the first one, you know, and the team struggled. And TCU struggled last year. They ended up 5-7. and seven. Um, But TCU did dominate them, I think, one at 45-3. to three. I watched it the other night. Um, really, I mean, this is kind of a David versus Goliath story, but this time, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't think David's going to win this one. 
You know, I think we're coming in focused and ready, and we remember what happened last year. But, um, Hunter, I mean, you've done some diving in on Duquesne. I mean, is there anything you've noticed about them? Yeah, let me talk about the offense a little bit. You know, um, 2021, their offense was ranked 70th uh, in yards per game at 346, and they were ranked, you know, 39th in points per game, only averaging less than 30 points a game, and that's at their FCS level. Um, they do have some good news, though. They do return a decent quarterback in, in uh, Darius. I'm going to mispronounce his name, Perantes, Perantes. And he threw for a little over 1,600 yards in nine games with a completion percentage of almost 60%. Uh, and he had 17 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And they also have their, their leading rusher coming back who put up over 700 yards in 10 games last season. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Chip, I mean what, do you, what do you think about – go ahead, Hunter. You know, that that's kind of interesting, too, because I've heard some reports that they really haven't determined as to who their starting quarterback is going to be yet, you know, this season. So that's something to keep an eye on, too, whether he starts or they bring someone else in as well. Yeah, I've yep. seen that on their Twitter talking about quarterback battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. for what I've, they've got, like, they've got up to five guys that could take, uh, take the snaps this year. Um, what we were talking about, like, what we were talking about before we went on air, uh, Duquesne's not a slouch. You know, F, uh, FCS standards, they're a consistent 7-8 win team. Um, one of their best years was the disaster of the COVID year. Granted, they only I think they played a spring season that year uh, in 2020, and they lost in the champion, uh, their conference championship game. You know, they went 4-1. Four, four um, yeah, they returned. They returned. They returned three guys from last year that took snap, you know, significant snaps at quarterback. Yeah, you said they're starting, uh, they're starting uh, running back, uh, Billy Lucas, number four. He's a he's a sophomore. He's returning to 703 yards and uh, six touchdowns. Uh, the spot that's hurting them is their return. Their their top returning receiver is only 12 catches, 75 yards. Um, yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. They did take a hit. They lost Cyrus Holder last year, and if you watch that TCU game, he was he was a beast. Yeah. But uh, I mean, just just with that, I mean, you take Holder. Holder had six hundred twenty nine yards last year, and then you also have the uh, another running back they lost, which was Garrett Owens, and Owens, you know, was responsible for nearly forty percent of their rushing attack last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. It don't look good for them. I, I hate to say that. You know, it don't look good. But it, I mean, it's all in. Do are we? Do we relive what happened in twenty eighteen with Sanford? Y'all remember that? That was yeah. a tough one. Yeah, we yeah. barely, barely squeaked that one because we played down to our competition. Even though Sanford at that year had a poor man's uh, Johnny Manziel, and then last year with uh, Jacksonville State. If Florida State plays to the level of their competition, it, it's it's always a disaster. I, I'm really, I really like you said, Hunter. Though this year, it's a different feeling in the air. I mean, that was yeah. a rough swallow last year for these these boys, and you could tell a difference after that game. Um. Yeah, I, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day for Duquesne. 
Yeah, you know, and one of the things I spoke with Jeff off off camera about too was how many times you noticed last year that we were letting the other team score on us first, mostly on their first drive, you know. So I'm I'm curious and hopeful to see that that's something that we have rectified for this year. And like you said, I don't think the locker rooms forgot about Jacksonville State. And I know they're not ready to be embarrassed on their field again. I mean, it's it's going to be a whole different look. I, I really do believe that. I think they're going to come out guns blazing. Another thing, too, with Jacksonville State was, and you've hit on it before, I think Jeff was, we sort of had a two-quarterback system. And it yep. kind of – it kind of shot us in the foot a little bit last year. So now coming into this game, knowing who you know your QB one is, you can plan correctly for this game. That and you know, coupled out with the new offensive coordinator, I'm curious to see some of the the schemes they come up with and some of the new plays and different looks that we have. Um, will we see most of them during this game? No, we probably won't. But I'm just looking forward to seeing what they show in this game. And like you said, you know, I'm, I'm heading to to New Orleans for LSU. That's where we're really going to see the the coming out party, if you will, for this offense, I believe. I can tell you Norvell, Norvell is not going to let these boys forget about Jacksonville State from last year. He will not yeah. allow it. Well, I mean, talking about Jacksonville State, and I know this ain't – we're not playing them. But Jacksonville State had a four-star quarterback that transferred from Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Duquesne don't have that. You know, they had – I mean, Jacksonville State is one of the – love bugs. <laughs> one of the uh, best, actually, in FCS. So, you couple that, you know, with – yes, we played down to our competition that game. But – and I'm not, I'm not saying – I'm trying to word it right. Mackenzie Milton really, in my eyes, put us at a disadvantage because we was predictable. He wasn't a threat like J. Trav is with his leg. Yeah. So you didn't have you knew you could drop in coverage if he didn't hand the ball off. And you know, Jacksonville State last year had a better offensive line, which Duquesne, you know, they've got to replace a big part of that. You know, they lost three offensive linemen, and not mm-hmm. just three like little chumps. They lost um, what was it? Uh, Jake Dixon. He was first team All NEC. Um, Vincent Lumina. He was second team. Roman McKeck, you know, them three's big because they rank 17th in FCS. And this is this is impressive. I wish our offensive line could do this. They only allowed 1.2 sacks a game last year. Mm. Now that's impressive. Yes. Yeah. They also block for five individuals with 100 yard rushing games. Mm-hmm. But five individuals, 100 yard rushing games, two 300 yard passing games. Mm-hmm. So you're taking that talent out of there. You're taking that experience, that talent, having to put in new guys, which honestly, you know, it's, it is what it is. On that one, you know, they're not going to be the same caliber as Jared Burst, Robert Cooper, and all that. So, you know, with that being said, you know, their defense, you know, finished, what was it, 100, I think 30th in most categories yeah. last yeah. year. Yep, 30th in the F- FCS, you know. They um they didn't really didn't really do much for their offense, you know, because they were allowing – or they kind of did. I mean, it's not, not great stats, not bad. They were letting other teams average about 334 yards a game and, and 23 points per game. So, I mean, they, they did they did pretty good, you know. And uh, yeah. their defense does return quite a few starters from last season. But 
they they need to refine find a replacement for impact players at multiple positions. Um, you know, they lost three of their top seven tacklers, and um, so that you know, there's a lot of questions on the defense as far as who's going to fill these holes and who's going to step up. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm a if I'm a Duke of Duquesne, I'm not looking forward to figuring that out in Doe Campbell Stadium. So I mean, we're going we're going to do here's what we're going to do. We're going to we got another little segment here in a minute. Um, Chip, what's your final thoughts on Duquesne, and give us a score prediction. My final thoughts are, I would you know, I'd love for Duquesne to start off with the ball first and let our defense set the tempo. Let Fabian and uh, you know verse. Or even uh, Derek, head their ears back and just come after them. Um, my, my final score, I'm going to say 63-3. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there in the universe. What about you? Uh, you know, Duquesne, they're, they're smaller than us. Uh, they don't have the, the talent level that we have. And quite frankly, the experience that we have. Um, so, and, you know, couple that with the, the quarterback battle, losing running backs and losing a lot of players on defense. Like someone said, it's going to be, it's going to be a long day to be at Duke. Um, I don't think Robert Cooper, Jarrett Verse, any of the defense are going to eat lunch and they're just going to chow down on Saturday. Um, if I was to predict a score, I'm going to say somewhere around, 51 to 7 and that's that's where I'd be comfortable with if it's if it's any less than you know four scores then I'd be kind of worried just a little bit but you know it'd be manageable but I, I think somewhere around 51 3 51 7 that would be my prediction for this game yeah I mean Hunter you I mean you talked about it you said the experience you know the talent the depth on both sides you know I honestly think you know the Noles going to dominate you know Duquesne you know just by that alone um, we should, you know, take care of business. You know, I honestly think this game will be over by halftime. If not, I mean, midway through the second quarter, kind of like UMass was last year. Um, you know, I believe, you know, in my eyes, I, I would pull my starters, you know, at halftime. But, you know, every coach wants them to get that first series under their belt going out of the, uh, out of the tunnel at halftime just to see, you know, if they can carry on the momentum. The only thing that worries me about this, and I mentioned it quite a few times, is Duquesne has nothing to lose in this yeah. game. And it really yeah. is. So they don't give two rats tails if they hurt you. And that's just it. I mean, think of 2016 season we had. Derwin James got hurt that year, you know, playing against Charleston Southern. What would our defense have looked like in 16 with Derwin James in there all year? But he hurt himself. Exactly. Like torn ACL or torn meniscus or something. But at the end of the day, really, I mean, this is going it's going to be what what we're used to. You know, we're seeing a season opener from FSU. It's going to be a lopsided game. It is. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to put mine out there. I'm going to go, you know. I mean, I'm I'm with you know what? I'm going to I'm just going to go bold. I'm going to go 70 to 3 on that one because I just think the offense is going to show out. Um, and I think, you know, for the first time, like I said, since 2016, we're finally going to get that that first game winning role going towards, you know, New Orleans. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I mean, who do you think – because Miss Carroll put a good question in. 
Um, we'll start with Hunter. Who do you think is going to score the first touchdown? I have a funny feeling it's going to be Toa Feely. I don't know why. I mean, he's a he's a heck of a runner, so that's that's one of the reasons why. But you know, everyone's probably going to be predicting Jay Trav to be that one. But I just got a sneaking feeling it's going to be Toa Feely. He's going to get the first score. How about you, Chip. What about you, Chip? I'm going to say Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson on a flat-out go. I'm going to throw this one out there. Chip, you said you wish they had the the ball first, right? Yeah. Jamie Robinson, pick six, baby. That's what I'm going with. I like that, too. Let me ask you this. Defense going to step up. Did Miss Carol clarify if it was offensive or defensive? Did she clarify that? I don't think she clarified it. Honestly, Fair don't. Enough. I can check the message. But I don't right. think she clarified offense or defense. All right, so your defensive pick, we'll let you have that one. And Jamie Robinson, who would be your offensive pick if you had to pick one? My offensive pick? Mm. I, I would go with – I'd have to go with Johnny Wilson because of his size. So I, I think Johnny Wilson would be the one. But I, I, first touchdown, I honestly believe, is going to be, in my eyes, um, a pick six probably. If I'm wrong, you know I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot of times, so it's okay. But she actually said, she said, who do you think will make the first touchdown of the season and how many touchdowns in the first game do they score? So, I mean, going off our predictions, you know, it's quite a bit. Um if not Jordan Travis, then a newcomer. And we mentioned Johnny, Johnny Wilson, Micah Pittman, all of them. Um, so that leads me to kind of the, the last little part we're going to do, and that's something we're going to start every week, and we're going to post it on Friday. I think I'll post it, but it's the over-under. Just things I threw together we're going to see. Um, so, I mean – Chip, I mean, we're going to say it right now, you know, FSU's defense, will they have four sacks? You think they have more or less? I'm going over. I'm saying I'm saying six, possibly seven. I'm, you, looking, I'm looking for the dog, the big dogs to eat on this one. I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to say five. I'm going with the over two. I think Burris and McClendon, Cooper and all them, I think they're all going to get one. And then, you know, you couple that in with, you know, you know how sacks are now. You know, the quarterback goes for a scramble, don't make it past the line of scrimmage, and somebody tackling is it's a sack. But I'm going to go over on that. You know, and I'm going to have to go – will FSU have one pick six? What about you, Hunter? What do you think on that one? Yes, but it won't be the first score of the game. <laughs> uh, what about you, Hunter or Chip? Yeah, uh, we will at least have one, but I'm not gonna say it's gonna be Jamie. I'm going with uh, Briggs getting a pick. Okay, so we're we're all gonna say yes. We're all gonna pick somebody. I'm going with my boy Akeem Dent. Yeah. This is his year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going with you know Robinson. So. 
All right. Next one on the over-under is – and this is, I mean, just get – will Florida State's offense score five touchdowns in the game? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Then I'll go over. over on that one. I mean, just looking at our score predictions, I mean. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we also, all right, now here's the big one. Because I, I mentioned this one to, to – I mentioned this one to Hunter the other day, and he was kind of questionable on it. But I did pull up the UMass game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll give you the breakdown here in just a second. Will Florida State have 400 yards total offense Saturday? Over or under? They have over 400 or less? Chip, you go ahead first. I'm going over. Um, I look for J-Trav to have a big first half. And I'll be honest with you, I'm looking for Tate Rodemaker to throw his first touchdown this Saturday. Yeah, I can agree with that. And sort of the reason why I was kind of on the fence about it is how fast do we score these points and how long does our offensive playmaker stay in the game, you know? Um, but thinking about it, I'll say, yeah, we'll, we'll be in around the, the four to 500 yard range. That's what I think. You know, somebody we're not even figuring on offense. Because he wasn't on the two deep thing was Burrell. Burrell's going to play too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Burrell, you know, in high school, he, he done some time at running back. But yep. like I said, you know, we mentioned that. And I referenced the UMass game because that's really about the competition we got. The UMass game, we had 586 total yards offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going over on that one. You know, so. Jeff, let here's, me a, here's another one. And Do you think we can hit 600? Go ahead. Jeff, do you think we can hit 600? I mean, if, we put, if we put 586 on UMass and we got better weapons this year, oh, yeah. I think we can put 600 yards on it. But the thing is, this is another over-under. Will the defense hold the Duquesne Dukes under 200 yards, or will they allow more? Uh, under. They're going to hold them to, I'm going to say, 173. I'll take the under on that one, too. It'll be close to 200, but I'll take the under. Yeah. I, I, I wanna, I'm going to go under on that one also. I, I just got – I think it'll be close, but I think it'll be under because, I mean, now I was looking online, you know, and the spread for the game on the website I looked at, it wasn't ESPN because they ain't put a spread out yet, was 37 and a half points. So you think, so, I mean, Hunter, do you think we cover that or over it or under it? I mean, yeah, looking at our total that. spreads, it's all going to be over anyway. Yeah, we're over that. So. Yeah. So, I mean, Guys, I mean, any final thoughts on this weekend coming up? What I mean, what I mean, we've kind of hit everything really on the agenda tonight. Duquesne really ain't much. Now next week's gonna be a show because yes. LSU is gonna be a beast. I mean, I mean, I don't even know who their quarterback really. I think they finally announced that it's gonna be Jaden Daniels, and I think everybody you know around knows that. But um. So, I mean, next week will be like a more in-depth show about that. But this one, you know, everybody knows, you know, it's like Florida State playing Holmes County High or, you know, something like that. You know, this game really, like I said, but Chip, I mean, what what's your final thoughts on it? I mean, kind of open discussion. Um, 
my final thoughts are, I mean, the defense to get after it um, and offense to, to keep rolling. You know, once the mo, you know, once we get the momentum in our way, just to keep the foot on the foot on the throat, don't let off. Um, this this is going to be what no nation needs. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to this game, and I'm also looking forward to the LSU game in sort of different lights, if you will. I'm looking forward to this game just to be back in dope and to see the team play, and then you know next week we'll dive off into LSU, but. Looking forward to that one, too, as our first, you know, true test of the season. Um, yeah. Chip, you know, me and you spoke the other day. Kind of tell the fans what's going on be- before the game that you asked me if I knew about. Oh, yeah, before the game, around 100, correct me if I'm wrong, around 1 o'clock at um, the Osceola statue, they are going to be doing a FSU fan day where there's going to be former Florida State uh, players signing autographs. Um, you'll also have – the new voice of the Knowles, Jeff Colhan, and then you'll have William Barr Nunn Floyd himself, along with uh, a few other surprises. Um, so every fan's dream. Back at Dope Campbell, Tallahassee. Yeah, game. and you know, sort of like what you said on that too, there'll be former players there signing autographs, you know. I think they'll be doing – I can't remember if it's game day or the day before to be doing the lighting of the, the torch. And then, of course, around where the giveaways are and stuff, I, I looked at the diagram, there'll actually be, you know, giveaway tents and things for your kids to do out there in that field. So definitely come a little early and check that out. And, you know, like like Chip said, soaking game day. It's, it's back. It's game week. I do I do know that there is, a, for the, the kids' things, there is an extra charge you got to buy a ticket for. But from what I understand, it's it's well worth it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all seen the comment we had. Miss Carroll said we we we're gonna beat them by fifty points a blowout. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I want to ask Miss Carroll a question real quick. Miss Carroll, if not Jordan Travis, who will score the first offensive touchdown? <laughs> we answered it, but we'll give you the chance to give your opinion on it as well. I hope she says Benson. Well, while she's doing that, I'm going <laughs> to – that's a good pick. Um, you know, Tony Yeomans, former Noel great offensive lineman, he said – he looked at our, our roster also. He said, we're young and we got talent. He said, bowl game this year, everybody be patient, and then next year, no excuses. And yeah. I honestly – I believe that. This year, you know, yes, yeah, Duquesne, but it's building that, that, you know, foundation we need to go into LSU – and really pull the upset. Yeah. And I didn't want to like harp on LSU, but you know, get off on the right foot this week, and Norvell get some revenge next week. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how well that Southern accent of Coach Kelly's lasts that whole game when the Knowles are just you know running the old kitties out of the Superdome that that week. I would be boys that can't talk. Yeah, but guys, I mean, we'll see the comment here in a little while. But uh, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. It's, it's been a good show. But um, guys, just you know, it's football season. We're here. There's no more waiting around. It's it's here finally. Um, 
everything. You know, it's been it's there's been a lot of times during the offseason we just didn't have nothing to talk about. I mean, just I mean, it's just got kind of monotonous at times, you know, talking about stuff we've seen, stuff we've read. But now, you know, we're gonna have a lot more in-depth stuff, have a lot more interaction. Um, like I said, with the over-under, I'm gonna post it on Friday. Any of the members, anybody viewing, um, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go to True Talk on Facebook and give your predictions. I believe I think we next week, whoever wins the over under, we 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 might invite you to be on the show. Um, but with that being said, guys, it's here. You know, we're we're finally back. We're going to be starting a new uh, just podcast only thing. Um, Tomahawk Talk or not tomahawk talk but um monday morning quarterback coming up soon we're going to be adding tomahawk talk in on our wednesday show um guys is here let's all just embrace it enjoy it and go knows go knows chop it up